If you're looking for success in the vacation rental industry, Heather Bayer and the team at cottageblogger.com are here to show you that it's entirely within reach. Welcome to Vacation Rental Success, the show that features interviews with industry experts, successful vacation rental owners, and more, all geared toward helping you make it happen. Here's your host, Heather Bayer. Hello and welcome to another episode of Vacation Rental Success. This is your host, Heather Bayer. And as I sit here recording this podcast, I'm watching snow falling down outside. And this is tough to watch. It really is. Two days ago, I was outside. Well, in fact, I was out uh, viewing a new property and it was on a lake and it was warm and I was wearing a T-shirt and open-toed sandals. And this morning I was outside in winter boots, a hat, gloves, scarf. I just love Canada. This is the way it is, folks, and winter has come. And, uh, you know, I really don't mind. It's it's a time of curling up in front of a, of, of a lovely fire and just enjoying the, you know, enjoying being cozy. And at the moment, I'm thinking about my guests down at Kingfisher Cottage because they came in for the weekend on Friday and they'll leave tomorrow. So they're seeing every aspect of uh, Canadian climate climate in one weekend. But I was it, it got me to thinking about how cosy the property was and how cosy the living room is. And I know that we have to do a ton of changes over the winter and before next season to, to really liven up the living space in the cottage. It's, it's got really dark furniture in there. It's got, it's got a floor rug I really don't like. And it's, it's, just, it's a really odd-shaped room. It's very long. At the one end, it has the propane fireplace and it has the television. And then we have the, we have the sofas sort of around two of the walls because the other wall is a complete wall of windows. And they're very low windows, so you can't put furniture in front of them. And and I guess I'll you know I'll put a link in the show notes to to that cottage, so you can go and have a look and see what I mean. It's really really tough to plan out something that looks really stylish and yet um, meets everybody's needs. You know, it meets the needs for those who just want to curl up in front of the fire, like I do in the winter. And those who want to watch TV and maybe those who want to just, just sit and read a book. So I'm, I'm doing a lot of planning at the moment. And I'm not the best, you know, I'm not the best designer. I'm not a designer. I, I really don't have any design flair. Uh, I completely accept that. And, you know, we can't, we can't do everything. We... For, for many of us, we're not good photographers. So that's why we hire in professional ph- photographers. For for those like me, I, I have a real difficulty with numbers too. So I don't do anything to do with numbers. I have a bookkeeper and an accountant and a financial advisor. Uh, I hire in those people to do that for me. And for this task of redesigning my living room at Kingfisher Cottage, I'm going to be looking for some help. 
So to do this, and, and I'm in a u- unique position here because I get to talk to people in all walks of life and talk to people who have all these, all sorts of different skills. And over the next couple of weeks, I'm going to be talking to a couple of designers and see if I can get some ideas from them as to how I can refurbish the living room at Kingfisher Cottage and create something that my guests are going to absolutely love. So so here we go. Today's interview is with a designer from a company called Design Made Easy. And I just missed Sarah at the VRMA conference in uh, Chandler, Arizona recently. Um, Their booth was always so busy. I just couldn't get in to to talk to her. So it's an absolute delight to have Sarah from Design Made Easy on the show today. And I'm going to be asking her some of my pressing questions, as well as talking about design for vacation rentals in general. So without further ado, let's move on over to the interview with Sarah Honecker of Design Made Easy. Well, I'm delighted to have with me today, Sarah Honecker of Design Made Easy. And I came across Sarah uh, a while back um, just just by doing a, uh, a search for vacation rental design. And it's so nice to see somebody who is out there in the design industry and is um, specifically targeting vacation rentals. And then I went to Chandler for the VRMA conference uh, in October and Sarah was there with her company, Design Made Easy. And unfortunately, I never even got a chance to say hello. So I'm absolutely delighted to have you with me today, Sarah. Unfortunately, we couldn't do this face-to-face, but we can do it over Skype. How are you? And so I'm so glad that uh, that you've agreed to come and talk to me. Well, thank you, Heather. I really appreciate it. I cannot wait to get started to kind of go through our story and how we use Design Made Easy to improve the interior designer of our rental, as well as I've learned a lot of great tips and tricks that I can't wait to share with those that are listening in. Well, let's kick off and tell us, are you, you own your own vacation rental, right? Yes. So a year, about a year, a little over a year ago in September, my husband and I, we live in Kentucky and we purchased a vacation rental in Watercolor, Florida. And Heather, this place was, oh gosh, I mean, we're talking about Hawaiian bedding, we had a purple, dark purple bathroom. We had orange check rugs. I mean, the place really needed an interior design remodel. And I actually had been working on an interior design application program that allowed you to essentially upload your pictures, tag the things in the room that you wanted to change, utilize inventory from essentially anywhere, um, be able to see what that would look like, in, you know, in terms of the design, and then also track progress and cost. And so when we purchased the rental, the application had been built, but a lot of the bells and whistles hadn't been. But also I was trying to figure out, you know, can I use this application to do the interior design work for ourselves? Or, you know, should I use an interior design company there in watercolor? So I went out in the industry there and I started to get quotes. And many of the quotes came in at around $100,000. So I was like, oh my goodness, that's a lot of money after purchasing a vacation rental. And I think a lot of people think that way. And so I decided to do it myself on my couch here in Kentucky. And I did it for 
you know, $20,000 for essentially, it was a three in a three bedroom, you know, and do, redoing the kitchen, redoing the bathrooms. This is paint, everything within the unit. And I did get a couple of thousand dollars back from taking some of the stuff to local consignment. And our rental rates at our vacation rental management company stated we ended up exceeding that by 30% the first year. So we paid off our initial investment of the prop, of, you know, everything that we bought. And plus we made about 10000 So it really did after we paid our mortgage. So we did definitely recoup the cost and we were able to do it for a lot less than what some of the interior design companies there said that they could do it for. So for us, that's kind of our story and how we use it um, with, you know, during our vacation rental process. But one of the things that I did learn is I learned a lot of different tips and tricks that I'd like to share with those in the audience of what I've learned that they can maybe apply because they are budget saving tips. Well, that's, that's great. And I definitely need those tips. Um, as I said in the introduction, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm one of those owners who's looking around their property and, and thinking, yeah, it's about time this place had an update because, you know, we often see, you know, like, like, like yourself, somebody buys a property that's either been a rental or it's been a residential home and they want to turn it into an income generating property. Um, but there's also those who have been doing this for, for quite some time and, and they've probably got, a, you know, they've got a good return on their investment but they want to do something that's going to lift it. Now, I know when I started in this industry, photographs weren't that important. I mean, when I started in, in vacation rentals, we didn't even have the internet. So, it, you know, it, it used to be a little grainy black and white picture in a classified ad section in a newspaper. And you probably don't remember that time, Sarah, but it, that's, that's, how we, uh, that's how we marketed our homes back then. Um, but now, of course, the photographic images are absolutely everything. Um, well, to, to a degree that everything, you know, reviews and the text and all those other things make up the whole. But people, people see the photographs first. And if those photographs, and I'm sure you'll agree, if those photographs aren't immediately attractive and appealing, then you're going to lose the potential guests right at the get-go because they've got so many others to choose from. Yes, I absolutely agree with that, Heather. And one of the taglines that we've kind of used is, you know, is your interior decor costing you that booking? Because if two properties are side by side and one looks appealing in those pictures, um, you know, Renters are going to go to the ones that look appealing versus the one that really needs some updates. Because when you go on vacation, generally you want to stay at a you know a nice place that you're going to feel comfortable in, and sometimes it's going to look better than your own house. So or you know the own place or the own place that you stay. So I definitely think pictures are very important as well as the interior. And I and I think when when those pictures are dated. And, and it's interesting, you know, I mean, I, I was looking, I was looking at my bathroom at home this morning and I have, I've got a contractor coming in to, to, um, uh, renovate it this, uh, coming February. And I hadn't realized it's only 15 years old, but it is so, it's still so, it's so, it was done in, yeah, the about 2003, 2004 by a previous owner, but it just looks so nineties, you know, marbled the marbled bath and the marble countertop and it's 
I, I couldn't believe that over a short, fairly short period of time that something, you know, that, that, that design and decor can become so outdated. It doesn't seem to last a long time anymore. And I know if I was, if I was renting my own place and putting a photograph of that bathroom on a listing, I would lose people immediately. Now, I'm not going to do that. But, uh, but I think, it, you know, it, but for every owner, there comes a time when they've got to go and look at, at what they've got and look at it in terms of, of how updated it currently is. Right. Agreed. I mean, I definitely think that, you know, the more updated you can make your property or rental, the you're going to have increased rental rates and you're going to have repeat renters because they're going to enjoy their stay there and they're going to feel comfortable and they're going to want to come back. Yes. Yeah, so I, I always consider those repeat renters and, you know, and I like to think that I can do something different for them every time they come, every year they come. Or of course, you can't do a complete new room every year, but it's it's just keeping that um updating idea in mind all the time so so as i was saying you know this 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 living room which i think was fine seven years ago when i set it up for uh for rental is definitely uh out of date now it's very dark it's very i don't i hesitate to say dingy but i am going to go all out and post the photographs of this living room on the show notes and and i do it with trepidation because i'm I'm sure people are going to go, is she really renting this out like this? But, uh, <laughs> but we shall see because I'm going to take all the tips that you give me today and, and we're going to work on this room and, and make it something really, really special. Let me just go back um, to new owners. I mean, we've been talking about current owners and doing updates. But when new owners are, have bought their property, what are the mistakes they often make? when when they purchase and start preparing it for rental um and i know i've been to a lot of rentals and you mentioned hawaiian that um that's something that springs to mind for me yes so i think you know one of the things that i would take into consideration with being a new home owner you know for a rental property is you know paint's very important so you know instead of going with your bright your you know purples, your dark greens and things of that nature. You want to go on more neutral tones. Neutrals are going to make the property of your rooms look larger. So if you can think about the purple bathroom that we had, you know, we of course changed that. Benjamin Moore has a beautiful, simple white paint. And we ended up using that paint uh, almost throughout the house. So like whites and beiges and light blues. So you want to go more of your neutral tones versus your your bright tones because if, when you use those bright tones, you know they may look nice, but they're gonna go they're gonna get outdated quickly. And then also they essentially make your rooms look smaller. So I think that that is a tip that I would definitely recommend for first time homeowners of rentals. I would also suggest when you are going to purchase furniture is really thinking about utilizing the micro suede type of, you know, fabric, because those, if, you know, the kids spill Kool-Aid or an adult spills wine, then those are easily cleaned versus, you know, some of your more of your linens and your polyesters don't um, clean as well. And another thing that you can always do is you can, you know, there's sleeper covers. So, you know, if you have a love seat cover or a, a chair cover, you can easily have housekeeping or wash those yourself and bleach those out. So I think that that's um, very important. And 
Another thing that I think is important is instead of like going with bedding that has a lot of different shapes and colors and, you know, like we talked about the Hawaiian, I think you want to go with your white, your duvets. Um, you, know, you can easily change those out and wash them. And the hotel three-striped bedding is, is very, very nice. And it gives them more of that plush type of feel for the rental, for the renter. And you can add in for color, you can add in throw pillows based upon the region that you're in. So for instance, in Europe, Florida, then you can put the coastal type of pillows. You know, if you're in the mountains, you can put something more of a, you know, a mountain type of looking feel. You can use stripes, et cetera. And you can even add in, if you wanted more of color on the bedding, you can add in some solid quilt sets. And quilt sets are going to run you usually a lower price point than some of your comforters um, because, you know, they're they're easier to clean. They don't take as much space in the washing machine. And the quilt sets, they come with shams and a quilt. So I would definitely recommend when you're purchasing, um, purchase sets of them. So they're going to be less expensive because if you purchase the sham separate than the quilt, then generally you're going to pay, a, a you know, an increased cost. So those are some of the basic things that I would tell new homeowners. I would also um, say that you want to accessorize and you can accessorize even if you aren't a new homeowner and you just want to make some simple updates to your vacation rental property, you know, just by adding some new throw pillows and adding in some new wall art can really spruce up the rooms and just make them look a little bit, you know, more welcoming and more homey. And then I would also, another thing that I learned through the process is when you go to buy rugs, if you think about buying indoor rugs, generally they're going to be almost twice the amount that they, that the outdoor indoor rugs are, and they don't last as long and they don't clean as well. So I definitely would suggest even if you're a first time homeowner for a rental, or if you are, you know, you've been doing this for years is Outdoor rugs are really nice, and outdoor rugs can look great, and they clean easier. Um, the one of the last tips that I would share, you know, before some questions that you may have, is outdoor furniture right now in the off season. You can find some really good deals. So if you think about California, or if you think about like some of the, you know, Florida, or you know, there are some off season um, in some of these different rentals. But right now, like large national stores like your Home Depots and Lowe's, I mean, you're going to be looking at some great Black Friday specials um, and also just specials that since it is wintertime, you can get some great deals on patio furniture now. So I would take advantage of the time of season that it is currently and get and take advantage of those deals to get some nice patio furniture at some deep discounts. So those are some of the high level tips that I would recommend for for new rent, you know, for new homeowners that are renting out the new properties. Those are great, and that uh, that last one particularly. I mean, I know um, in uh, up up here in Ontario, I'm 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 looking out at probably about a foot of snow that fell overnight, <laughs> and all of a sudden I don't feel very summery anymore. <laughs> I mean, we we had we 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 have weird weather. I was outside in t-shirt and flip-flops two days ago. And, oh, wow. <laughs> and and this morning it was it was a parker and boots and hat and coat and you know ev- everything to to stay warm. Um, but I also looked out this morning and my patio umbrella is still there and I'm I was thinking oh god we've got to replace that for next year. 
And then I, you know, I looked online this morning. I thought I should be buying a patio umbrella now. Get my garden umbrellas for my home and my prop and my cottage right now because they're at the lowest price they're going to possibly be. Right. Absolutely. I mean, that's something to really take in consideration. And a lot of, you know, you know, a lot of places are offering free shipping. So for instance, you know, when you go into Amazon Prime, you can do, you know, even from being in Canada, you can use Amazon.ca and you can, if you have Prime membership, you can get two day shipping and you can search for your patio furniture and essentially get it within a couple of days. And, you know, we put it in a, your, you know, if there's a garage there, if you have some type of storage, you can put it in there to where you keep what's out there right now. And then once the snow and, you know, it passes, then you can put that, that new furniture out. Um, Wayfair also has free shipping over $49 in two day shipping. So it's kind of nice to even think about Wayfair um, and Overstock as well. You know, Overstock, you can get a membership um, and essentially you know, $20 and you can get $5 or 5% back from the furniture and things that you buy on Overstock and you can apply that to future purchases. And Overstock uh, many times has free shipping as well. So shipping is really important because, Heather, at least from what I found um, working in on our vacation rental, there's some great, um, you know, there's some great players out there. But if they don't offer free shipping, then sometimes your shipping cost can be more expensive than the item or just about. So it's really important to t- pay attention. And that's one another tip for being a new homeowner um, is really looking into the shipping charges because you don't want to pay too much in shipping where you absolutely love the product, but then you have to spend two or three or four or $500 to. So shipping is very important to not overlook. Yes, absolutely. And, um, you know, I'm glad you mentioned those three Amazon, uh, Wayfair and prime. And I, and I just came across Wayfair the the other day and um well it was actually i was looking at your site and you'd mentioned uh wayfair on on your site design made easy and and i was just blown away um i've always been one and i've you know once again going back to this this problem living area um i was thinking gosh i'm gonna have to go out to some of the furniture stores locally search around for um for sofas and chairs and and then what it's like here is usually wait six or eight weeks for um, for the delivery to arrive. And I went on to Wayfair and even Wayfair.ca, it's free shipping. You know, I was discussing this with with my husband. He said, well, what about duty? Don't. And I and apparently um, the, that that's all included. You know, you order from Wayfair.ca and they'll deliver across the border and uh, um with no shipping and charges and as you say the, that 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 that's a huge cost right and then you know for, for yourselves and those that have more than a couple of rentals you know you can ask for a wayfair trade discount and so you can get even deeper discounts so wayfair already gives you discounts on you know the you know retail you generally anytime you go on there you can see the actual list price and then you're getting it for a discount well, you can even get a further discount if you have more than a couple of rentals. So I definitely suggest those that have more than a couple of rentals, go ahead and apply for that Wayfair Tree discount because generally it's going to save you about 10% in additional 
um, an additional cost, which is great when you're talking about buying furniture. And if you're going to do, um, say your budget for doing some updates is around two or $3,000, then that's two or $300 in savings that you could potentially apply just by having that trade discount. So I definitely think that that's very important if you have more than a couple, just to look into that program. Yeah, that's another great tip, Sarah. Thank you. Now, we talked about new owners. So let, let's go back to, to those who are thinking about just taking one room and doing a refurbishment or renovation. What if, if let, let's say every room in a property just needs something, which room should you concentrate on first? Well, I would concentrate, I guess you said one, I would say living room, but I do want to mention kitchen. And in the kitchen, the things that I just want to, to mention, and because this isn't money, what I've done in terms of doing some remodels here, you know, we just launched in you know September, but a lot of the kitchens that I've looked at, it's not necessarily there has to be a lot done. It just needs to be decluttered. So a lot of people or a lot of the rental or rentals that I've seen is just there's so much stuff on the countertop. So a lot of like fake floral plants, I would definitely probably recommend getting rid of some of those if you have quite a few. And a lot of people put a lot of things on top of their cabinets. So if you think about the tall cabinets where you put all your plates and your glasses and things, I definitely would recommend not putting a bunch of like pot, you know, they put like different um pottery and also floral I would just take that down because it busies up the kitchen and it sometimes can be eyesores for those that are looking at pictures some of the real estate tips like when a realtor comes into your house to put it on the market that's one of the biggest things that they say in the kitchen is just get rid of like you know even if you have toasters even if it's a nice toaster Put it in the put it away in the drawers. Just declutter your kitchen because it's gonna make it look bigger. Because when people's eyes go and they see a bunch of clutter, then they're gonna think that the kitchen looks smaller. And now, uh, you know, a lot of people focus in on this kind of open, um, you know, open layout where the kitchen and the living room are these larger spaces. And a lot of times, people like those connected. But even regardless, if they're not connected. If you can open those up and opening it up for a kitchen means not necessarily spending money, but just decluttering it is really important. Mm-hmm. And then next, really, when you look about spending money, um, you know, I would go into your living room because the majority of time that people stay in generally when they are renting a property is they are out and about, they're enjoying themselves. So they're going to spend most of their time, you know, in the kitchen and then also in the living area at night. So the living area, I definitely think, you know, Spending some money on those outdoor rugs, like we talked about, is important. It just adds, can add in some simple pops of color. And, you know, I would keep them kind of basic. So I wouldn't get all these ones that have a bunch of different, like, just too busy. I would keep them simple and basic, but with some color, some, some grays maybe, or, you know, blues. And then if you're in the mountains, of course, it's going to look a little bit different. So making sure that it's region-specific. So you don't want to go too floral or too bright. Um, but you do outdoor rugs do provide some color and they make that living area look nice. You also want to think about your furniture being comfortable because people, you don't want these, you know, stiff chairs. You want it for the micro suede type of fabric, or even just making sure you're what you're buying in terms of furniture is comfortable. And a lot of times when I go shopping, 
for those in the vacation rental industry, making sure you look at the reviews of the furniture. So if you're going into Wayfair and say, for instance, you're buying some of these products online, you really want to take in consideration the ratings. And those really will tell you, um, and you can look at those that have been rated four or five stars and then look at what people say about those those products. That's very important. And if you're going out to the stores to purchase, sit it on, sit on it yourself. Really pay attention to that fabric. Make sure that that fabric you know, is easy to clean because you are going to have a lot of vacation renters in there. And they probably are not going to take as good a care of the your furniture as you would. So you want to make sure that it's durable and be that it's comfortable. And then the other areas in the living room that I would take consideration is just decor. So adding in some nice wall art, um, you can find some really inexpensive lamps, you know, um, you know, out shopping. If you want to shop locally, you know, and you have access to places like Home Goods and TJ Maxx, those places, if you do want to do more of the foot traffic shopping yourself, those are great. And an online um, Joss and Main's really nice. You know, we touch base on Wayfair and Amazon. You know, so there's a lot of different places. But, you know, I do think you want to take into consideration cost to you. You don't want to spend a lot of money on, on these types of things because, you know, you do not, well, you should be replacing it once it gets too worn um, after so many years. So you don't want to spend too much on it, but you want to make sure that you spend enough to get good quality products. So the living room is definitely important. You can always add in some, you know, li- you know, not very expensive throw pillows to just really brighten up that room as well. So you haven't mentioned Ikea. Yes, I do like Ikea, but Ikea, from what I found, the reason why I don't, oh, you know, if you're going to go shopping, and you have access to Ikea and the store, then I definitely would. But from my personal standpoint, I have not seen, you know, there's a lot of times with the shipping for Ikea, it's not always free. So for me, it's like I look and see how much that product is. And then after I look and see how much that product is, then I take in consideration the shipping. So Ikea doesn't always offer free shipping, but Ikea does have some great products. And if you have access to an Ikea store nearby, then I definitely would suggest going there. I would also suggest if you have some nice local consignments, I'd say there's two different reasons to use consignments. And I think consignment is great if you're trying to get rid of something and you want to see if they would take it. To, so usually when they take it and they resell it, then generally you get 50% back. And 50% back can go against your budget to improve your current rental. And then also some consignments have some great stuff. So one of the things, even with our rental, um, we got... Um, a double bunk bed. So we got a full bunk on the bottom and a twin on the top. So, you know, therefore it sleeps three people. And I got it at the local consignment and it was a pottery barn, a bunk bed. And I got it for half the cost that it would have been on, you know, their website. And it was probably about a year old. So there are some really great consignment shops that you can um, shop from. And then also if there's like any outlets, any furniture outlet stores that are nearby you, I would definitely, you know, take consideration just going by there and seeing what they have. And, you know, you could always get to know that salesperson or those salespeople they are there and tell them, you know, I do manage a vacation, uh, you know, I manage a vacation rental or rentals. And if you have some great deals, would you mind giving me a call? Um, because, you know, if you can develop some of those personal relationships at some of the outlet malls or, you know, that, that, share, that um, sell furniture, then they can kind of give you a heads up when they've got some great things that are coming in. So I definitely think that that's important important as well we uh when we first moved out to canada 
um, and bought our first property, we went to a local discount furniture store and we just walked in and said, look, we just bought this place. It was, it was, well, we were getting rid of everything that was in it. It was, it was sort of immersed in the seventies. Um, so we, we just dumped everything and we went to the discount furniture store and said, okay, we want to completely furnish this property. And, and they were all over themselves to do this. And then I went back nine months later and I said, hi, we've just bought another property. (laughs) (laughs) And they did the same thing then. And then four more. So by the time I'd done six properties, you know, I, these guys were in my pocket for sure. And, and then I was sending other owners there as well, and they were getting a great deal. But I, I would really go along with you on that one. If you've got a local, you know, not, not one of the huge big box stores, but if you've got a local discount furniture store, an independent, then it really is worth spending some time getting to know the person who owns it and where they get, asking them where they get the furniture from, because they often source it locally. They, in, in this instance, um, the owner was sourcing local local handmade furniture, and I got this fabulous handmade table uh, at, at such a great price. And then we were able to um, tell some of the owners in our property management company about it, and they were all buying this handmade table. Um, so, so yeah, that that that's just such um, a great a great thing to do. And I mean, I know not all of us have the sort of luxury now of having an independent store uh, close to us, but that's certainly worthwhile um, looking at because they are not necessarily more expensive than the big box stores. Right. Agreed. And then you can develop some great relationships. And, you know, one of the things, Heather, that I would suggest for, um, for people as well is that say, you know, I do have multiple units and, you know, there's t- any type of special discount that you can give me if I'm going to keep on coming back to you. You know, it's always worth asking the question. They can always say no, but there is some times that you may get a yes. And saving that 10 to 20%, that helps, or at least seeing if they can give you free shipping. So I definitely would, if you have some mass and you're buying, you know, quite a bit of product from them, you can ask for those types of discounts or you can at least ask for free shipping. Yeah, I mean, there's never any harm in asking the question, is there? Yes, agree. Another couple tips, really quick tips that I would offer is, you know, when you go and you buy your kind of starter kit, if you're a new homeowner, you know, where it's your appliances and things, you can always buy those off of amazon.com and essentially complete that full checklist and get everything off there. I know we have all of those products within the app um, that we, that we offer, but it is nice to be able to use that Amazon prime because then you're not running off to different like Walmart and target and all the different various places to get all of the things that need to be like from from pots and pans to your toaster, to your blender, etc. So it is really nice to take advantage of it, maybe Amazon. Um, so therefore when you're on your vacation, you're not like shopping for all your household good checklists. You're actually, you know, spending time there that you're able to enjoy your your rental. What solutions are there for owners who don't want to do this themselves? And I put myself firmly in that category. I mentioned <laughs> to you when we were talking before we started recording that I don't have a I don't have a design gene in my body. I don't think. Um, <laughs> I, th- I think if I was let loose, 
And in fact, I, you know, I was years ago, and I'll just tell you this story because it, it sort of comes back to what you were just saying about using Amazon Prime. I used to come out, I've, I've talked about buying six properties. The first four I brought while I was still living in England. And I would come out and the, the very first one I came out, I found the property, I um, made my offer on it. And then six weeks later, I flew back out to do the closing and the furnishing in a weekend. And there, there, that's, that was back in 1999 or 1998. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just, just way, way back. We didn't have anything like Amazon at that time. So I, I remember going to, um, I, my brother was living close by here. So I was able to drag him out with his truck and we were, we went to Walmart and Zellers, which was what we have, which was very Kmartish, and And we'd, we had four carts and we went and bought everything and we piled it back in the truck and we drove it back. And thinking on it now, how wonderful that would have been just to have it delivered to the door. <laughs> right. <laughs> Just coming back on that. So I bought all this stuff and then I, I'd, I'd get it all set up and think, oh, gosh, this, it just really doesn't look that great. <laughs> and I guess it must have looked okay because we were very successful with these properties. But we're in a much more competitive field now and it's got to be right. And I know I am not, um, I'm not qualified to do my own furniture selection and make sure I've got everything matching or make sure that the, the wall colors are right. So I don't want to do it for this for myself, this for myself. And I know that there's a lot of other owners out there who would dearly love some help. What solutions are there for them? Well, design made easy, you know, and who we are and what we do is we have an interior design mobile application that allows you to upload your current pictures of your rooms, of your properties, essentially tag anything in the room that you want to change. The inventory that I've already built in that's pre-populated is going to pop up in the application. You can select it, the ones that you like, and it's going to add to your digital design board. From there, you click on a link, and it's going to take you out to the vendor's website to purchase. So we offer that application, um, and for two homeowners, it's $299 a year to use that application. So we offer that because you can sit, and you know, a lot of these um, homeowners don't live where their property is, So it allows you to sit on your couch at home and tag the things and do the design work where you're not really doing the design work. You're selecting from inventory that's already in the app. Um, And then also, if you don't even want to go into our our application, then I have an interior design trained staff that can do all that for you. So essentially, you send us the pictures of the rooms that you want redesigned. We, in three days send you over a digital design board from where you can select from. So generally we give you two different options for each thing that we recommend changing. And so that's $149 per room. And so there is, there are other mobile interior design companies out there, but we are the lowest price point because one of the things from being a homeowner, I didn't want to pay these large interior design fees. And a lot of them charge you, you know, at least $300 and they're also going to charge you product markup. There's no product markup on any of our items. We send you directly out to the website so you can see 
that everything's at retail. If that's on sale on their website, you're getting it on sale and we're not getting a cut of that. So we do offer those services for you. So if you would like the application, you can go on to our website, which is designmadeeasy.co. And in the promo code field, you put in booking 299 and you're going to get a special discount. And that's a substantial savings that what we've offered actually is 70% savings um, from what we offered at National Verma and um, ResFest. And if you want us to do the interior design work, you can also go onto our website, um, designmadeeasy.co and essentially sign up. And that's $149 uh, per room. And another thing that if you are interested, I do offer a bi-weekly newsletter. And in that newsletter, I just offer different tips. So some of the tips and tricks that Heather and I talked about today, if you'd like to have access to those and be part of those going forward and even getting the ones that I've released in the past, just send me an email. My email address is info at designmadeeasy.co. And I will actually even give you all my, you know, direct lane line so where you don't have to call into the 1-800 number if you have any questions or if you, um, you know, just on tips and tricks or if you're interested in to our interior design services and programs. And my direct phone number is 502. I'm going to put all those in the show notes anyway. So okay. so just go to cottageblogger.com and, and that will take you to the uh, podcast show notes. And you can just... Uh, um, check on those that information for for Sarah there one more question Sarah really is about um about paint colors and you you sort of started off talking about being neutral on the one hand we're saying with vacation rentals you know this is a great alternative to hotels and we we want to be different from a hotel but offer the same standards and the same quality that people would expect from a hotel as I say, we want to be different. How can we be individualized and and more boutique-ish if we're just going neutral on the color? When I'm talking about neutral on the color, a lot of your hotel rooms, you know, they may just do all white or they do a beige. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with Fair on Ball, um, but they have some great, great paint colors. And even with their paint colors, you can find their paint colors and you can... Um, you know, find one that's like, you know, with Porter and they can make something that's similar. You know, there are such things as called borrowed light and borrowed lights kind of like a bluish gray. And you don't see that as much in hotel rooms. Parma gray is another beautiful color. Um, and that's another blue gray that I would recommend. And even if you wanted to go, you know, into more of your um, gr- light blues, there's one that's called a light blue, which is more of a, a bluish green color and you know some of the other like dorset cream ferrules ferrules cream so you can go into more creams to where it's not just a basic white another uh color that i'll mention is pavilion gray so it's kind of like a bluish gray color that's very pretty i'll just go ahead and give you a couple more so you'll have access to those but there's some colors that aren't just your basic white that are going to differentiate you because they're not the ones that people see every time they go into a hotel. They're unique colors that can, that essentially they're more of your comforting, you know, colors that they're, you're not going to see when you go into a hotel. 
So they would differentiate you and uh, your vacation rentals. So just by choosing some different ones um, that may be a mixture of colors of your blues and grays and your whites and creams, you can absolutely, you know, put some beautiful colors on your walls. That's that's fantastic. I know I, uh, w- w- with my lack of design skills, I just go for some sort of cream. Um, but I very much like the the ideas of of sort of grays and and you know sh- shades of of blue gray that sort of thing. So that's definitely something I'm going to be looking at in my remodel. As I said, I'm going to put a link to Kingfisher Cottage and and the current state of the living room, and uh, and then over the next couple of weeks as we get this um, this. Uh, refurbishment underway then I will post the before and after photos and you'll be able to judge for yourself how this has all worked so Sarah is um is there anything else you want to add you've been so forthcoming with um with with tips and and help I'm sure anybody out there who's thinking about uh, doing a refurbishment or is about to buy their their first vacation rental of vacation home prepare it for rental they they, they would have got so much value from this so, Sarah, it's been an absolute delight to to talk to you. Um, I've I've learned a lot myself. I can't wait to get going on my refurbishment, and I will be sharing this out with um, with with some of my owners, my owners in my property management company too. Um, I see around about a hundred new properties every year, and I, in fact, I went to see one on Friday. That was when that was when I was wearing the short sleeves and the open toed sandals. <laughs> And, and I was standing on their waterfront thinking, and, and there were people in boats. Um, however, the fact that it's snowing now is, is, is neither here nor there. But this was a, this was a, um, uh, a couple who'd bought a property back in, the, uh, back in the summer, and they've spent the last four months renovating it. And I have to say, it was, I was going from room to room going, where did you get this? And what color is that? And where can I get this from? <laughs> <laughs> and they they had just done such a fabulous job not only with with the paint colors the walls and the furniture but also the all the um, everything they had on the walls the accents everything was just beautiful and that's what i want my place to look like and i think that's you know that's and unfortunately i see so many properties over the course of a year that are are not like that that was that was quite unusual um, but I will be sharing and making sure that all my the owners in my property management company have a listen to this particular episode because I think it will be very very relevant to them. So so once again, thank you so much for joining me. Well, thank you, and have a fabulous rest of the day. I will. Thank you. Well, thank you so much, Sarah. That was exceptional what a lot of great information you shared and i have put um, all of all of that including those colors you mentioned uh the pharaoh and ball colors i've put them on the show notes and actually i've now had a chance to go to the pharaoh and ball website and check them out and gosh yes they are really nice colors and uh, i am so looking forward to getting to work on my living room at uh, at Kingfisher Cottage. It is really about time. So I'm going to make all this very public and uh, the living room is, is just the first room I'm going to be doing there. And I think I will, I will go ahead and, and look at uh, some of the other rooms. However, having said that, it's, it's a small place. It's just got two bedrooms. But I do have 
uh, and a uh, what we call a bunkie, which is a guest cabin, which is which is actually a room that's attached to the garage outside, and it is a big rectangular room that I have a double bed with a single bunk over and a couch and and there's a pool table in there, and that's where kids go and you know teenagers use it. There's a, there's a satellite TV. They they just enjoy having that space for themselves. But I think I could probably do a bit more work on that room as well. So, so this is all this is all new to me because, as I say, I don't have design genes in my body. Um, I see stuff I like, and and I put it in my places, and then I realise it doesn't all go together. So, so yes, I'm I'm looking forward to to getting this done properly now. Next week, in next week's episode, I'm talking to Sally Lauren Nichols, who is married to Derek Eaton. You might remember I talked to Derek from Seattle Oasis Vacation Rentals uh, some time ago, and I'll put a link to that podcast uh, in this show notes as well. So you can sort of cross-refer. And I'm going to be talking to Sally about her role as, um, as a designer and stager for vacation rentals and how she works with Derek and their vacation rental company to create perfect uh, urban rentals in Seattle. And uh, so that's going to be fun. So stay tuned, listen to next week's uh, episode as well, which will sort of wrap up my little design feature um, that I wanted to present. And, you know, it's something I, I, I look back over the course of the 156 episodes I've done, and I've only actually done one on um, on design, and that was with Mercedes Brennan from One Chic Retreat, and that's back in uh, September 2014. That was episode 40. So it, this is really about time. This is the time to get to grips with design. So thank you so much for for listening, for staying with me. Um, so I'm looking forward to talking to Sally and we'll look forward to bringing that interview to you next week. This episode of Vacation Rental Success is over, but don't worry, Heather will be back soon. Want more great resources? Visit cottageblogger.com for tips, tricks, downloads, and strategies to help you achieve profit from your vacation rental business. 